If nothing else from this seminar, I want you to figure out what the hell do you want. Not what you think you can get. What do you want? We say to make a paradigm shift, that's what you're doing. You're going to learn exactly how to do it here today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard, and today we have the honor of speaking with Brian Dalmasso, co-founder of the Matrix Success Network. How you doing today, Brian? Hey, Ben. How you doing, bud? It's uh, really good to be with you, and thank you for having us on the show. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you could be here and be a part of the show, and I really want to know, what is your story? My story. Oh boy, we're going to need a couple of shows for that one. <laughs> uh, my story, I mean, it's, it's probably fairly traditional um, to the average American, I guess. You know, I was, uh, I was very blessed at a young age to uh, go to a technical high school and, and get into General Electric at 17 years old. So that was kind of a, a good leg up, a jump start, but I wasn't part of any plan. I just, um, I followed my brother through trade school and ended up getting into General Electric and getting on the engineering program, which was really cool. Spent about 10 years there. Um, and then the plant suddenly closed very, very suddenly 10 years into my, my career, um, in engineering. And I got forced out into what I call the real world. And uh, I did some solar engineering, some process engineering. And then that's, uh, again, the economy kind of dried that sector up five years into that. And I, I, um, switched gears and got into architecture construction and started a construction company, which I still own and operate. It's BMK Associates Inc. Uh, it's one of my revenue streams. And, um, you know, the next, I don't know, 10 or 15 years of there was kind of a roller coaster of business, uh, some highs, some lows, a couple of divorces, um, you know, very similar to the way I think a lot of Americans have ups and downs in life and uh, wins and losses. I've had an amazing life. No, no complaints for sure. Very blessed with health and family and all that stuff. But I've, uh, you know, I think I've been kicked in the teeth like everybody else a couple of times. And, uh, the biggest thing for me, Ben, was when I, um, I met a gentleman by the name of Bob Proctor, who's, who's my mentor. He's one of my mentors. And I started studying the sciences of achievement and the sciences of wealth creation and, and really got involved with studying um, some of the material that the 1% study. And since then, everything's kind of changed. It's been you know, about five years now. I was able to 10x my construction company, uh, start a software wow. company, a clothing company, a whole bunch of other stuff. So it really begs the difference. I was 43 years old. I mean, you go in this country – 43 years one way with traditional education. And like I said, I've been very blessed and grateful, but um, you know, how do we miss this key information going through all the schooling that we get, college, all of it, and not really understand how to build wealth, how the, the conscious and the subconscious mind works and how it drives the body into action. So that's a real quick snapshot on my, uh, on my story. And that's kind of where we're at today. That is incredible. So you started off pursuing engineering and you worked with General Electric, and then you went into, um, you know, a, a period of time where that was your main career, that was your main focus. And then after that, you branched off into starting your own construction company. Um, and then you met Bob Proctor and started working with him, which is just incredible. And then started. Well, started creating all these other companies, started building wealth, learning the science of wealth, 
mm-hmm. and, and just crushing it and changing your mindset after 43 years of doing it one way. That's yeah, incredible. Like I said, I think, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's really not a testament to me. It's a testament to the information and to um, understanding how, he, how we think and act and operate. It, it's, it's really amazing. We don't have some basic level knowledge on things like self-image, um, how to overcome fear and procrastination, decision-making. Like there's no courses on, on uh, the science of decision-making like Henry Ford would. And yeah, we, um, we've been really, really blessed. Bob's an amazing guy. He's a good friend. So he's one of my mentors. And uh, now we were blessed to teach and coach and train with him all over the world with individuals and corporations. And um, we're also blessed to be his top coach in the world. So it's been a whirlwind to say the least. That's amazing. When you first were beginning your, your studies in engineering, I'm sure there was something that drove you to do that, right? Maybe it was an interest. Maybe somebody said something. Um, what was the reason why you decided to pursue engineering as a, as a path of study and ultimately a, a career? Well, that's the funny thing, Ben, and it's, it's the irony of this whole thing is I didn't choose it. It, it kind of chose me. I, I, I was a, a product of my environment, much like everybody else. And when we're, we're working with people, we, we highlight this. Uh, like I said, I followed my brother into um, technical drafting, which is a, 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 you know, a program in high school that leads to engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I, don't, I wasn't the kid on the schoolyard that said, I want to be this or I want to be a doctor. I didn't have that that deeply rooted um, conditioning of, of what I wanted to do. So uh, I was very blessed and fortunate that my brother did what he did and I followed him and it led me to GE, but that wasn't a plan. It was just more of a cool, I got very fortunate. So the same thing happens if, um, you know, you see this with like corrections officers or people in the military, you know, my dad was in the military, my grandfather's like fifth generation military. Wow. But it's more of a it's more of a social programming than it is an actual choice. The baby's born, grows up in an environment. That's what it sees. It goes all that information goes right into the subconscious mind, uh, just like the English language or the language that they speak. So uh, for me, again, it, I can't say there was a plan. I just got really fortunate. There's a plan now that I understand the stuff. Obviously, we we have very big plans of philanthropy and and bringing this information to um, the entire globe, you know, millions of people. Um, but I think that happens to a lot of people. It's like, oh, my mom was a nurse. Now I'm a nurse, right? Um, and because we don't teach this stuff in school, I, I think 97% of the people just kind of blow around and fall into things, and then they get into a career. Uh, picture somebody coming home from the military, right? They come home, they look around, they've been gone for four or eight years, and their buddy says, hey, I got this cool job at the factory. It's pretty good benefits. You know what I mean? Get the re- they've been around for a while. I said, well, that sounds cool. You know, they spend less time making that decision than they do picking out a car. Or, or a new set of clothes or something, right? right. And we're just, kind of, we're just kind of programmed for that, for the most part, the masses, you know. Um, there's very few people that um, really have it figured out at a young age. Like, I want to, you know, Michael Jordan, I want to be the best basketball player ever. It's one in a million people yeah. uh, really have that locked in, you know. I want to talk about the the secrets of, of wealth and, and really more than just – you know, any secrets or any hack, like the true science of wealth mm-hmm. and the principles that you've learned that have so dramatically changed your life. I want to get to that. But first, I want to explore a little bit more about your history. When you went from GE um, and had that little stint in between of, of uh, doing a little bit more engineering in, in that 
uh, sort of realm, then starting your own company. That takes balls to start your own company. I mean, like it is hard and it is, it is very hard and it's stressful and it takes a lot of time and not everybody is, is always rooting for you or in your corner at that point in time. And there are so many things that are working against you. It is really difficult. Now the rewards, in my opinion, far surpass any, the, the price that you pay. But my question to you is, why did you decide to start your company? Why did you decide to start at that time? And how did you actually do it? Sure, those are really good questions. And like I said, at this point, I was still getting blown around like a leaf, uh, not really making decisions. It was more economy-driven, uh, circumstance-driven. Mm-hmm. When I was an engineer and working for General Electric, um, I did start a um, handyman kind of business on the side, you know, building decks and painting houses and tiling and stuff like that. And I had that going for about eight years on the side while I was working at G. So I did have kind of a head start a little bit. Um, but again, when I was in uh, process engineering, the company I, I was working with, um, I was the first employee in. We grew it up to a nice big company. And then, boom, one deal closed them, shut them down pretty quickly. Hmm. So I had my little side business going. And um, at that point, I was in my second marriage. And I, I married into a construction type of a family, really good family with um, you know, all of her brothers were in construction and I, it was more environmental. Um, I had designed and built my own house, which is really cool. It was a big 5,000 square foot house with steel beams and 30 foot high ceilings. And, uh, and one of her brother's friends, who's a dear friend of mine now, uh, said, Hey, listen, I need a project manager for my construction company. Would you like to try it out? So that really wasn't a choice either, you know, except that I, I, I loved building the house and it seemed cool. And, my engineering job, that one crashed. You know, you can see a pattern here, right? The companies I was, maybe it was me. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then it, I ended up working with him um, as a subcontractor. So I had my own company, but I ended up uh, designing and building uh, some of the homes and building subdivisions and really cutting my teeth in full-time construction with him. Uh, and then five years later there, 2006, the entire housing market collapsed. And I had, I had a, enough side work then that I, I really went on my own then and, and uh, never looked back. You know, unfortunately, uh, he, got, he got taken down by the economy. And um, I was still rocking and rolling. I had a, a big 6,000-square-foot uh, house. And from the, that's when I really put the gas down in construction and developed my own brand and, uh, and moved forward. But, again, looking back, it wasn't like this. I had this master plan or I hadn't been in front of this information. I knew nothing about the sciences of achievement. Um, I've always been driven. I've always had a really good attitude. I don't tend to worry too much. So I, um, I just go with the flow. So I had some things working for me. Um, but I, I can't say that there was a master plan at that point, you know? When you first were drawn to Bob Proctor, was that you searching for something or searching for him or, was that just kind of this, you know, the, the leaf blown in the wind where you just happen to end up coming in contact with him? Like, what's the story behind how you sure. started to, to yeah, really, really good question. So looking back now, I, I now know what it is. It's, it's attraction. It's magnetism. And a lot of people think, oh, the law of attraction is ethereal. But the law of attraction is magnetism. And two, you can't deny that two magnets stick together for some unknown reason, right? 
and it responds to the first uh, first primary law of vibration. So I now know that my meeting Bob was an attraction, both two people operating on a very high frequency. Uh, the way I met him was really kind of skewed. Um, I had my construction company. I got introduced to a, an energy-based network marketing company. Mm-hmm. And since I did some solar engineering, the energy-based part of the, that company made sense to me. And then I found myself in Las Vegas at a, uh, a GoPro Mastery uh, network marketing training is what it was. And there's about 10,000 people from all over the world. Tony Robbins was there, Richard Branson, and Bob was one of the speakers. And it was a really cool event. But when Bob got up, he started talking about the sciences of achievement. And he brought out, uh, I probably got one of them right here. I know your viewers won't be able to see this, but the, brought out this thing called the stick man, which really um, graphically illustrates the, the conscious to the subconscious and the body and how we can get in harmony with the transmutation of energy, which is going from the no thing to the something, right? That's mm-hmm. how you create companies. It's a transmutation of energy. So we started talking about the sciences of achievement. I was just blown. I was instantly like, that's the deal because my background's engineering, right? So some people resonate with Tony Robbins and other people resonate with different people, but he had a roadmap. He's like, you do this, 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 and this, and you will get this. It was an equation. And I just fell in love with it. I became a scientist of the material. I said right from the audience, I'm going to be teaching and coaching with this man someday. I never met him, didn't know him. And I said, uh, I said, by 2018, I'll be working with him. And we ended up starting to work with him in 2016. So even that was a wow. very, uh, I look back now and I know what it was. It was attraction and it was, that was part of the plan. But that, that's what really started all the things that you see today, which uh, I call my, you know, my life and my universe, you know. That's incredible. You just happened to go to this conference because you happened to get introduced to this, to this network marketing company in, in the energy sector. And it happened to make sense because of what you were doing with construction. So you're at this conference you have this like eureka moment when Bob was talking, laying out this plan. And then you come up with your own plan. Like I'm going to teach and train with this guy by 2018. And it comes true by 2016, man, that's exciting. That is amazing. So when you then left that conference or, you know, the very next thing, right? What did you do? Like what action did you actually take to go from, I want to work with Bob Proctor to being one of the top trainers with Bob Proctor. Yeah, good question. So from that conference, since it was a network marketing conference, I went home and just started crushing my network marketing. I became the top recruiter, uh, one of the top earners. And um, so I really applied that towards the network marketing business. But what had happened is uh, I had a really, really good mentor in my network marketing business. Um, Really good guy. And it was only a few weeks later that he brought it up. He's like, Oh, I just came back from training up in Toronto with Bob Proctor. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> like, that's not a coincidence, you know? Right. And it wasn't long after that. So this, you know, when you're on the frequency of, of, of attracting what you want, that's what happens. People, circumstances, um, businesses, things come into play. And it's, it's not like it's, um, I don't want to say this. What it is is you just become aware of the opportunities that are there anyway. Like, I might not have heard him before when he said that. Well, who's Bob Proctor? I was on the frequency of understanding, right? Yeah. It's not like magic or anything. It's just you, be, you raise your level of awareness and you raise the frequencies of, of your thought patterns. So when he said that, it instantly resonated. It was intuition, which is a subconscious faculty. And, um, I mean, it was 30 grand for a week uh, for me and my girl at the time there. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a small commitment, you know? 
but I said, we're in, I'm, I'm in, I'm there, you know? And we went to train with Bob up in Toronto for a week at something called the matrix, which I, which I recommend for everybody. It's just life altering uh, week up there. And, um, I started working with him and then, uh, one thing led to another. He asked us to, uh, to be a consultant and to, to learn the material he teaches and then, you know, go out into the world and then teach that as well. So that happened very, very fast. It was, it was really cool. Really crazy. That is incredible. So when you're at that training that you invested $30,000 to be at, right? Really putting your money where your mouth is. Um, was that when you, you trans, it seems like you transformed into this scientist of, and practitioner of the science of success. Did that take you to just a whole nother level or was it at that very first conference, then you started practicing that and then it just led you on, on this path to where that was just the next step in the evolution. Yeah. I mean, it's um, what happened is I started studying the material uh, as a student and we started to put the material into play when I say the material, I mean, it's centuries old. It's not even, it's not Bob's material. It's the same way that uh, Henry Ford used to think and act and operate Thomas Edison and going all the way back to Jesus and the apostles. This is old information. It's just, uh, it's not taught, not in the school system. So uh, and even Bob says, this is, this is not my information. I've just been a really good student. So when I started studying this stuff, I put it into play and I was able to scale my construction company from a million to 10 million in 12 months. So that was, oh. that was my first, um, that was my first going from this seems cool to understanding that it's, this is science. I put it into play and then I said, well, where does this all go? And then you find that there is no such thing as big or small. It's just relative. 10 million is not a big number or a small number. It's just a number until the conscious mind of man puts a perspective on it. You know, if you say $10 million in your room with Warren Buffett, he said, yeah, I paid more than that in taxes last week. So understanding the law of relativity is really key. So there is no such thing as big or small. So, that's when I set the goal of becoming a billionaire. And I had, I had two revenue streams at the time. And fast forward to now, we have 12 and growing. And we, we you know, continue to invest in ourselves. We continue to train with Bob. And uh, we did some training with uh, Damon John. I'm looking to train with Grant Cardone. So I just uh, I, I made a, a habit of investing in myself, pushing through that. Ter- Most people hit that and stop, right? I mean, nobody coughs up 30K for a week. And that's why people stay stuck, you know? We'll cough up a hundred thousand for for four years of college and spend four years of our time to learn how to make fifty or sixty grand, right? But when you train with somebody that's you know a multi hundred millionaire, um, you can you can spend a week or you can spend some time and learn how to create you know seven figure companies. So it's just a whole different mindset, whole different type of thinking, and I, I fell in love with it. And then, then it kind of hit me. It's like why am I forty three years old before I get in front of this information? You know, uh, it's almost, um, I don't want to say I got angry, but I was just like, wow, it's ridiculous here, here in America that we're not teaching this stuff. And that's when it clicked to me that I, I need to study this and become a, become a teacher of the content. Um, and from there, we, we signed up with Bob as, to be a consultant. It's a business, you know, it's a business that we run. And um, we set every record they had there, too. We uh, put the gas down. We had, uh, you know, the most clients ever in the first month, first year. And it wasn't, it's not a competition. It's just that that's, that's how I, that's how I run. I just put the gas down and then, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I love coaching people, love teaching, love turning the lights on for people, you know? So it's, uh, it's definitely been a blessing. And, uh, I keep saying a whirlwind cause it, 
it's crazy when you look back, you know? That's amazing. And I love what you said about the theory of, or maybe the law of relativity, mm-hmm. where, you know, 1 million and 10 million, the only difference is that there's one more zero, but that becomes contextualized only when we allow it to in our own mind. Correct. Yep. And I love that. I think that's brilliant. So, okay. I am so fascinated and I really want to know your interpretation or, or maybe there is no interpretation. Maybe it's just the hard and the hard and true of it, but what are these teachings, right? What is the science that you've committed yourself to and clearly that has led to some amazing results like what is this science yeah it's you're correct there's a lot of universal laws that we're not familiar with i mean most people are familiar with the universal law of gravity mm-hmm. uh, the universal law of electricity and or magnetism um but nobody here listening can explain any one of those even the most erudite physicists we just have theories And we're so conditioned to work with electricity, we go to a light switch, we turn it on, but people don't really think about what's going on, right? And we can bring electricity from a higher to a lower, but we can't go from a lower to a higher. So we have all these universal laws that we're conditioned to work with. I mean, think about gravity. We fly, you know, 747 jets around the world at 600 miles an hour, but nobody really thinks, like, what's going on there? We're conditioned to work with gravity, but we can't explain it. It's invisible, um, it can be a beautiful thing or it can kill us. If you go to the top of a building and ignore that universal law, you'll die, right? You'll jump off and die. So um, there's a lot of other universal laws that we're not taught. There's um, the law of vibration is the first primary law. Well, the first law is just that energy is, but um, other than that, everything is in a state of vibration. This is just um, you know high school science. So what does that even mean? Well, it means your thoughts, your body, the air, this desk, every single thing in this universe is in a rate of vibration and it responds on frequencies. So things attract, right? No different than an acorn turning into an oak tree. If you put it in the right environment, which is the soil and the moisture, the vibration of that acorn will increase and it starts to attract only what it's in harmony with. Nutrients and minerals, subatomic particles, they'll all dance towards the acorn. You can see this under a microscope. And then they become one with the acorn, it swells and grows, and the laws of nature take over and it grows into an oak tree. So we can't explain that, but we do know the law of vibration. Well, human beings, we grow the same way. We're no different. And same thing with the environment. The difference is the acorn can't choose its environment, and we can. Right? If you take a brand new baby and you put it in an impoverished country where there's no means, right? an environment's not conducive, right? we take that same baby and you, uh, I don't know, you put it in Oprah Winfrey's house, <laughs> right? And it grows up with, with that kind of an influence. Same baby, different environment. So environment's everything. Again, the, the acorn doesn't have a consciousness that it can control. So human beings, what we teach, you can literally control your environment. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're flat broke. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can start from here and now if you're aware of these principles and change everything. Because the first environment we have is the environment of the mind or the attitude of mind, right? So it all starts with decision. But most people are conditioned with limiting beliefs, which we call a paradigm, from growing up with parents that, you know, maybe they're conditioned to, um, you know, the 40-hour work week or there's no entrepreneurs in the family. So that tends to keep going. Uh, You'll see that welfare goes generation after generation after generation. It's no fault of theirs. They don't know any better. They've been conditioned since birth, right? And wealth tends to do the same thing. Um, 
So we have all these universal laws that are um, affecting us, but we're not taught about them. Uh, the law of cause and effect is another one. Every single thing in the universe has a cause and effect. Right now, we are all living the cumulative effects of yesterday's causes that we did. But we, not, we don't even realize it is the problem, right? Uh, our body is a physical manifestation of, of yesterday's causes. It's, this doesn't happen to us. We cause it. We manifest it. Right? We're, we're a spirit living in a body. So if somebody doesn't like what they see in the mirror, they can change that starting right now. It's just the daily thoughts, right? Um, there's a transmutation of energy. Right, which is the same way again. The acorn transmutes into the oak tree. It doesn't get bigger or smaller. It transmutes in energy. The energy is omnipresent. All the energy that ever was or ever will be is omnipresent, and, and it can either be created or destroyed. Right. So the the energy that's in the ether goes into the acorn, and it goes into a hundred foot tree, spreads its leaves. A hundred years later, the tree disintegrates, dies, goes back to the earth. But it doesn't ever lose. If you were able to measure it, uh, it would not lose one subatomic particle of energy. It's a transmutation of energy. So that's what a business is. It goes from a thought or the no thing to the something. Like Steve Jobs had a thought, a visionary, in a garage with $750 and created almost a trillion-dollar global country, uh, company in Apple, right? That's a transmutation of energy. So if we start to understand this stuff, so what you're saying is if I hold the dominant thought in my conscious mind for a long enough period of time, my subconscious will grab it and therefore cause my body to take action towards producing that? And the answer is yes. Now, it's not that simple because most people have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of virus code programming in their subconscious mind. So when we talk about the science, I mean, it's a big subject, but we're talking about getting in harmony with these universal laws, understanding them, uh, understanding that we're part of the same creative intelligence that created the, the universe, right? It's, it's a universal consciousness we can create. I'm, I'm looking at my iPhone right here. That's a, that's a creation. They don't grow on trees, right? Um, and then there's other principles too. A lot of it, if, if um, you know, your viewers or the audience wants to get a snapshot, if you read the book Think and Grow Rich, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, that's where most of these principles, there's 13 success principles. These universal laws are baked into that book. They're not apparent, but that book is, was founded and, and developed and based on the science of, of achievement and the science of wealth creation. Uh, and that goes back to Wallace Waddles in the late 1800s. Uh, he wrote a series of books, The Science of Achievement, The Science of Wealth Creation. So this stuff has been studied, but it's not passed on in the school systems. That's, that's the, only, uh, the only problem, you know? I love, 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 love these, these principles that you're talking about. Because it's taking these science, like scientific principles and not filtering them, but, but applying them to business and to success and to getting what you want out of life. That's fascinating to me. And, you know, I've, I've read Thinking Grow Rich, um, a couple times, and one of my mentors uh, is Ben Gay the Third, and you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to to you know be uh, mentored by him. And he's the last living protege of Doctor Napoleon Hill, and you know so you know he he tells me things, uh, teaches me things like that all the time, um, and almost every time it just it blows my mind even more because of how helpful it is and how useful it is and how empowering it is. Um, yeah, that's just, I love that. 
I love that. So the more that you've studied it, right, you've, you've been studying it now for, for a while, two questions come to mind. One, do you think you had to go through all of the things in your life that you did in order to arrive at the place in which you were the person who was ready for all these things to happen? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And again, the more I study this stuff, the, the more I become aware. And I think the answer to that is yes, because um, all the things I told you about, you know, starting companies, losing companies, you know, having a million dollar house, losing it, married, divorced, none of that is either good or bad. It just is. There is no such thing as good or bad. If you ask an animal, uh, you know, or a dog, if, if something's good or bad, they don't have that reference. That, that's a conscious awareness. So the first thing to realize is there's no such thing as good or bad. There's just awareness. So all of those things that uh, occur, occurred in my life were just external stimuluses in my life. Um, you know, did they have to happen? I mean, I don't, I haven't studied much on destiny or fates, um, but they're neither good nor bad. It's part of the journey. Um, and it did prepare me to receive, to be on the right level of awareness. I shouldn't say right or wrong, but the, the higher level of awareness to receive the information that Bob was teaching when I, when I came across him. Had I come across him when I was 20 years old, um, probably nothing would have happened. Matter of fact, I'm sure there was thousands, if not millions of opportunities all around me when I was in my 20s and 30s that I was not on the right frequency to receive. Right? Every opportunity that is, it's omnipresent at all times. It's almost like thinking about radio stations, right? Every radio station on the planet is omnipresent all the time. Uh, you just need the right receiving equipment. You need to be the right frequency to to detune the signal and hear it, right? So opportunity is no different. Most people are just at a very low frequency, low vibration, and all the op opportunities up here. So to answer your question, that's kind of a long answer, but I think, yeah, I think, you know, the 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 path of my life, it did have to kind of unfold like that to prepare me to uh, uh, be open to receiving the information. I mean, you know, because I was 43 years old living in a condo and um, I don't want to call it stuck, but I was, I call it American broke, right? I was barely making six figures, which may sound like a lot, but for, for the superior education that I had and the superior information, that's not a good result, right? So I think that level of uh, desire and wanting to radically change opened up my mind to, uh, to receive the information when it came, you know? I have a, a couple of follow-up questions on that same sure. idea. Um, for somebody who is my age, for example, I'm 24, right? How does somebody who's younger but has the desire to accomplish, the desire to be successful, the desire to in, increase and improve their, maybe it's a state of consciousness or level of consciousness, how do you raise that and how do you, like, how do you basically maximize that? How do you, how do you get that? How do you achieve higher levels of, of consciousness, even at a younger age? Well, that's a great question. Now, the beautiful part is spirit doesn't know time or space or age, right? You can teach this to an infant. Uh, we don't, but you can. Uh, you can teach an infant eight languages at once when it's growing up, and it'll learn all eight of them just as easy as anything else. So we don't do this, but you can. So age is really irrelevant. Uh, my daughter's been studying this material for about three years now. And she's a, a perfect living example. She, you know, doesn't have a lot of the paradigms that I had or that other people have. She's got, you know, four or five revenue streams driving a, 
you know, $80,000 Range Rover. She's a, a fitness model. She does all kinds of stuff. She's just really balanced with a good relationship and finance, and she's crushing her network marketing company. So I started introducing this material to her when she was 18, and it's a perfect example. So she kind of veered off of the traditional um, path. She was going to college, but then um, rapidly realized that, that she didn't want to be an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee if that's your dream, but she realized that wasn't for her. And now she's the VP of marketing and sales for two of my companies. And uh, like I said, she's got multiple revenue streams. So age doesn't really matter. It's desire is the first thing. And when you talk about state of mind, what we're really talking about is a level of awareness. So if somebody's hungry, and it sounds like you're hungry and probably a lot of your listeners are hungry, uh, the, the way to raise your level of awareness, there's only one way to do it, is through study. Uh, this podcast is study. Uh, going to seminars or study, reading books, getting a mentor is, is the surefire way to do it. I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. When somebody hires a mentor, you're talking about shortcutting like 60 years of knowledge in like a year period of time, you know? That's what happened with me because I went, you know, 43 years one way. I hired Bob as a mentor and then within not two months, everything started to change and, and we never looked back. So the only way to raise your level of awareness is through study whether it's books, mentors, podcasts. I mean, I've been to, I take every seminar, I've been to everything you can imagine. Not all of them are good, but you learn something from every single one. And you also meet other people and one door leads to the next. So um, what I would say to your listeners, the younger ones is to, number one, get the book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, that's a good start. And the thing about that is we, we really need to understand how human beings process information. If you read it once or twice, not much will happen. That's not, that's not how human beings process information. We need the spaced repetition of content over and over and over and over again, right? When you're learning to speak a language, it's, it's A, B, C, D, right? Over and over and over. Uh, imagine if when you were born, your parents looked at you and said, all right, kid, we're only going to say this once, so make sure you're paying attention when you're you know, one years old. You know, your name is Ben. And then they never said it again. Like you wouldn't retain that. You wouldn't even know your own name. So everything is about the rep uh, repetitive study, the space repetition of content. Um, and we have a service called the Matrix Mindset Academy where uh, we call it no one gets left behind. No one left behind. It's uh, like 67 cents a day. It's an entry level uh, Facebook coaching that we do where we start to kind of ease into these subjects. And if you go right into the, the theories of uh, transmutation of energy on somebody, they're going to lose them, right? But we break this down to a, a real easy, digestible level. And uh, that's one of the things we're really, really proud of. We just launched that a little while ago. So I have two more questions for you. Um, sure. then, then we'll wrap it on up. The first is, you've been studying this material now for a while. And whether it be Thinking Grow Rich or whether it be uh, part of Bob's curriculum, there's that set information and, and maybe maybe it does grow as time goes on but in addition to that you've had your own experiences you've had other inputs of study so i'm curious to know in addition to the base like what what have your experiences been on these subjects that you've taken to the next level that is above and beyond what that curriculum not diminishing the curriculum, but, but beyond which that, that foundational curriculum discussed or, or talked about? Sure. No, that's a real good question. The one thing to realize is, is the journey of raising your level of awareness is a never-ending journey. 
It's not something we, there's a time limit, like you study for six months. And when, when you can study a book like Think and Grow Rich and it causes you to 10X your income, you tend to get addicted to studying. <laughs> and that's what happened with me. So we study with Bob. I still study with him. I go up four times a year for a week at a time. I've, I've done one-on-ones with him for the day. But I, uh, like I said, I study with other mentors. And we have a clothing company that we're starting. So I've been studying with uh, Damon John and his marketing team. Um, like I said, my intention next year is to do some one-on-one with Grant Cardone and just, I don't really ever intend. I just keep, intend to stop. I intend to, um, you know, keep studying and keep getting mentors so I can keep growing myself to therefore then give it back to my clients as well. But I can give a, um, a few recommendations on some other, uh, books that are really good to start with. Uh, one of them is, uh, Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz and Bob recommends these books too. These are his top five books, but that gets deeper into the subconscious mind and how we operate. Like when you understand how you operate, you can then get in harmony with it. Right now, most people are fighting the mechanism. Their paradigm is fighting their spirit. And when I say spirit, it's really energy. It's not ethereal. It's, it's physics, right? It's, spirit is the highest form of vibration. Human beings, we, we exist on three planes, spirit, intellect, and body. So right now we're born, most of us, we've all been born into a mechanical age. So we think mechanically, we think physical. But think about this. Every single thing in this universe starts as energy. You can't have a house without first thinking about it. When I was an architect, right, the client would get with me. They would transmute energy from their mind to my mind with the English language and with some pictures. And they would transmute that energy. I would design it on the computer. I would make blueprints. And I would give those blueprints to the site contractor. Um, and we would continue to transmute that energy from the no thing to the something towards the house. Now the site contract, he just thinks he's working. He doesn't know it's a transmutation of energy because he is not trained in this information, but he starts digging a hole based on, um, me passing the energy on to him with the English language. And the next thing you know, the, the foundation guys show up and the foundation goes in the framers, the roofers, and you have the physical form of the house, right? Um, so again, that's a transmutation of energy from the no thing to the something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so again, more the more we can get in harmony with this stuff, the more uh, we can operate our natural mechanisms. Human beings, we're, we're designed to create. That's the funny part. You know, if we if we were programmed the right way, or I shouldn't say the right way, but if we were programmed to be in harmony from day one, I mean, there would be no poverty anywhere in the world. It just there's no shortage of food, there's no shortage of water or money. It's not there's no lack of anything. It's a lack of awareness. It's a global lack of awareness, right? Uh, and again, that's why we created the, the MMA so that, uh, so that people could get that initial uh, daily live coaching and start to understand this stuff, maybe move the chain, start a business, and start to uh, you know, change the direction for themselves and their family. So, Brian, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and sharing everything that you have. Oh, it was my pleasure. Uh, I just have one more question for you, then, then we'll wrap it on up. Um, you know, I mentioned before that, that I'm 24 and that's relevant because I want to know very personally, what question should I be asking you specifically you that I just wouldn't think to ask? Hmm. Well, that's a good one. Um, probably be one of two things, how to make a decision or um, how to set a goal. Those are two things that were not taught in school that young people, if they knew one of, if they knew those two things, they would, um, 
they would have a whole different course probably in life, you know? Um, so setting a goal is one thing. Most people set goals based on their level of awareness, which means they look at their bank account, their present circumstance. They look around them, their social environment, and they set goals based on that. I, I did the same thing for years and years, right? Um, you know, we were doing about a million dollars. So I'll set a goal next year of doing 1.1, 1.2. That's, that's 20% growth. That's a big number. Well, again, there is no such thing as big or small. So um, a guy like Grant Cardone says, you know, I want, I want to be a, a multi-billionaire. He's just got a different level of awareness. So goal setting is the thing, one of the first things we teach. The purpose of a goal is not necessarily to hit the goal. It's to cause you to grow. So when I finally set the goal and understood goal setting um, in my construction company to get to 10 million, it, it wasn't magic. It just caused me to think different, right? Because now I was thinking 10 million instead of 1.1, 1.2. So I had to, I had to take a look at what I was doing. I was doing a lot of remodeling. I said, well, I can't do that. I need to start building homes, either a lot of them or some very big ones. And then I looked at my business and I said, well, what I'm doing for referrals doesn't work. So I said, well, where are all, where are all the multi-million dollar homes? I said, well, the high-end architects get those. So within three weeks of understanding that lesson, I just started networking with high-end architects. And um, within eight weeks of that, I landed my first $2.5 million teardown and rebuild. So it was, just a, it was just a shift in awareness and the goal setting. So we get, we got to set goals based on what we want, not what we think we can get. That's the, the biggest thing because it's what you think you can get is based on your present level of awareness. So it's almost like you want to go there and then think backwards, right? Uh, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing about decision-making, again, we're not taught to make decisions. Um, when somebody goes to make a decision, they'll think about whatever the stimulus is or whatever they're going to do, and then they'll think, well, how am I going to do that? And if they can't answer the how, they stop thinking, they don't make a decision, right? So let's say you're 24 years old and you want to grow your company to $10 million. And you're going to make this decision and this goal, but in your mind, you're like, well, how am I going to do that? And you're like, I don't know. And what happens, you, we just, most people just stop thinking. They, they can't get past that mechanism. So here's a phrase I want to I wanna say to you that's going to change everything. If you knew how to get your company to $10 million, you already would have done it, Right? So you're going to fall in love with the fact that you're never going to know how. You don't need to know how anything. The thing to do is set the goal, make the decision, and the how will unfold itself. You'll meet this person. You'll bump into one thing. You'll go to a course. You'll try something. You might fail. You might, right, Thomas Edison, quote, unquote, failed 10,000 times. So it's that whole trial and error mechanism that we need to fall in love with. Um, failure to an entrepreneur is feedback. There's no such thing as failure. Failures, we think of that as quitting. You stop moving is what that is. I mean, I've had deals where I've lost six figures in, in, in uh, companies. I've started a lot of companies. And it is what it is. Now, it's not pleasant. I don't want to do that. But it just is what it is. It's neither good nor bad. It's, it's a lesson, right? And then, I, But I've taken that information and created seven-figure companies from it. So we don't think anything of spending four years and a couple of hundred grand in college to make 50 or 60 grand or even a hundred grand. But when we get out into the real world, if we take a $50,000 hit trying something in business, it puts up a wall and most people won't try a business again. Does that make sense? So decision-making yeah. goal setting for young people, is just not taught in school, unfortunately. Uh, that's the first thing we start working with when we, uh, when we start working with people. Fantastic. So Brian, again, thank you so, so much for, for coming on the show. Oh, happy to do um, it. Happy to do it very much appreciate you and you know to everybody who's watching and listening i want to thank y'all very very much as well for being a part of this 
Um, your time is very valuable. So I'm very grateful that you would choose to share with us today. So thank you very much. I love y'all. You know I do. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, man. Thanks, Ben. Take care. It's my, my pleasure. If nothing else from this seminar, I want you to figure out what the hell do you want? Not what you think you can get. What do you want? We say to make a paradigm shift, that's what you're doing. You're going to learn exactly how to do it here today.